0: Hi, this is Sureka and you are listening to Mash Podcast. I'm a visual and video artist from Bengaluru. I have been exploring artistic forms through art installations, video and photography, and archiving since last two decades. Over the years, my works investigates as to how visuality can engage with gender, ecology, sociopolitics, negotiating public and private spaces. Basically, for me, art is an opportunity to witness and experience the way we all live, think and perceive the world around us. I had a degree in science but had a change of mind to study arts to become a visual artist. Later, I studied at Kent School of Arts Bangalore and did my post-graduation at Kalabhavana Shantini Ketan. My tutoring at Shantini Ketan at Vishwabharati University enabled me to interact with students from different places, opened up me to a newer perspective of life and art. Professor K.J. Subramanyam's notion of the living tradition and John Burgess' leftist position through his writings left a deep impact on me then. At Shantini Ketan, it was the philosophy of the togetherness of the art community, the mundaneness of the grassroots level of being that mattered the most. Also, our late-night discussions in the girls' hostels, glasshouse, wherein we used to debate and disagree, drinking hot lemon tea was the beginning of my learning. All these led me into my artistic thought process my background in science and the magical spell of filmmaking and the deep impact of feminism, ecology and gender issues through literary discourses. In particular, the writings of the likes of Akka Mahadevi, a revolutionary medieval vachana poet, has fascinated me to no end since my childhood days. The idea of the identity of women in the society without a patriarchal control keep evoking multiple readings. After my studies in the early 90s, I came back to Bangalore and it was at the same time I travelled around South Karnataka to witness and understand the crafts and folk traditions, especially South Indian string puppetry. To begin with, I painted and made drawings and installations. In one of my artwork series called Selving a Body, I created costumes using rice paper, pigments, thread, photography as media. I mapped the sinuous and fragile structure of the human form, exploring clothing as a metaphor for the body. This extended my practice beyond the literal body to the gendered body politics. I continued making art costumes contextually for a few years, Alongside, my media of expression shifted to video, photography, photo installation, photo performances and video performances over the years. Currently, my work has extended into addressing issues related to ecology, community projects and artivism. One of the prominent dimensions I have addressed in the last decade is about bringing together deviant artistic preoccupations, in arriving at a cohesive, complementary nature of concepts-material-ideologue-nexus. I have been interested in making videos consistently. I intuitively document almost every day and whenever I travel, they continue as the moving image journals. I almost use my camera like a sketching tool. And this personalized, adopted process allowed me to explore a wider range of experiences with a certain degree of flexibility, spontaneity, and it has become a tool of intervention for me. In my earlier videos, I used to operate the camera work on my own, conceptually construe them and subject them to simple editing myself. Gradually, I began to take professional assistance and have so far created around 50 video art pieces. My videos are experimental, performative and semi-documentary in nature. In fact, uh, a significant part of my video work was shot in my own immediate domestic setups. I believe most of the domestic day-to-day spaces are very intimate and also very often contain a strong political subtext. My interest in making moving images has been intense throughout. From a very sophisticated process of hiring and editing, as well as convincing an audience unfamiliar to this media, I have passed through various evolutionary process of video art. The storage device varied from VHS, CDs, DVDs, pen drives and now it is in the age of cloud storage. In the process of working repeatedly with stitching in my works, I realized that the world of stitching is intimately connected with women's stories, stories we have grown up with, and those that are circulated through oral traditions. Also, for me, it was a way of bringing two technologies together, the ancient craft of stitching and the moving image. I also learnt the 60s and 70s decade filmmaking techniques in, in three months workshop at Norway Residency in London, along with gaining a fair knowledge of handling cameras like Bolex, Super 8 and Rostrum cameras. Herein, I could even learn developing Super 8 and 16mm and Telecine etc. The painstaking, laborious manual involvement and the current gadgets that seem to market it by making it brisk and effective has a statement about the never-ending relevance of manual involvement and engagement with technology. Some of my major video and photo installations are Coming with Urban Heroines, Unclaimed Urban Frictions, Lake Tales, Just Follow the Sound of the River, Ragi.net, Digging Deep Crossing Far, and many more. In the last two decades, I have been to international art residencies, and also worked as a visiting artist in various art universities. My interest in art pedagogy made me to conceptualize the idea-based art workshops. During my artistic career, I had got the opportunity to exhibit my works both in India and international, in galleries, museums, and biennales. I have also shared a great working bond with curators and galleries over the years. I also would like to share my diverse experiences regarding my international art residencies. When you land in an artist residency in any country, it is a new life you begin as an artist, though for a short span of time. Everything is new and anxious in the beginning and then feels comfortable once you interact with the environment around you. You start from scratch and when you leave this place, you carry friendship, art, culture, memory, And the fragrance of that space. Being an artist in the city like Bangalore is one thing and making it a consistent occasion is another. The white cube economic culture for art is still a luxury even to this day. The opportunity of the institution of artist residencies came as a book specifically for artists of my generation and henceforth. The artist residencies widened the very structure and shape of being an artist for me. I went to artist residencies like Gestatele krone and Avog in Switzerland, HIOP in Finland, Spike Island Studios in Bristol, Nowhere Art Space in London, Vermont Studio Centre in USA, and CCA7 in Trinidad, among other places. My residency programs gave me new perceptions about art, friends, artistic partners, and more than anything, the idea of being and belonging, through artistic representation. I could connect to many of my artist friends' collectives gradually over the two decades and create a network of artist fraternity that is beyond any geographic boundaries. Many collaborations between residencies of different nations became possible as well. Residency also helped me to work in a more wider range of visual circuits and algorithms. For instance, I worked with the Carnival designers in Trinidad and could also make made a documentary called Indian Arrival Day, which was about the migration of indentured Indian laborers who migrated to Trinidad about two centuries ago. It was a peep into history and migration of the colonial saga. My another happy project in 2012 was called as Just Follow the Sound of the River. I worked with scientists and ecologists at AWOG, a water research organization, as part of Artists in Labs project in Zurich. I invited friends from all over the world to send samples of water from resources like lakes, rivers, ocean, from wherever they were in tiny bottles and envelopes. I took microscopic images and created a video. Also, I got the experience of traveling with the scientists to the alpine streams and glaciers to be part of the Limnological Studies in the Swiss National Park. As an artist working alongside scientists, I realized that there is so much of artistic possibilities in science and also the universal multifaceted importance of water. I would like to talk about some of my city and public projects. Often as an artist, curator and resource person to workshops in artistic institutions, Involving in making contemporary art for me, being part of the art community led me to engage in energizing art based collectives like Bar One, like Bangalore Artist Residency One, and co curating the Coach International Workshop at Mysore in 2002. Pooja Sood, the director of Coach, mentored us towards realizing a successful workshop. This made me realize what it means to share and work with fellow artists. As a co-founder member of Bangalore Artist Residency, we continued it for 12 full years with regular, successive artistic events and residencies involving both local and international artists, students, institutions and public as well. Lake Tales is an ecological art intervention began in 2009 and which is an ongoing public project. I began documenting the lake in 2009 and interacted, interviewed the stakeholders connected to the Jakkur Lake in Bengaluru. This was a lake that was metamorphosing from being a natural lake into a beautified urban project. The project involved photography, video interviews and a compiled journal of participants varying from artists, farming community, engineers, residents bureaucrats, among many others. My involvement made me realize the ecological relevance of our time. Another archive-related art exhibition, Digging Deep, Crossing Far, related to the Prisoners of War Campus from the Berlin Archive, moved me a lot relating to the politics of war and human history. This curated project enabled me to work on the World War Archives in MEG Museum, Bangalore. Well, the Jakkur Lake was a self-initiated ongoing project. In 2012, I was invited to conceptualize and curate the first public art space uh, by Bangalore Metro called Rangoli Metro Art Center. From setting up a few galleries, an auditorium, curating shows and community programs, Rangoli Metro was a challenge for me. Since I had to bring in my experience of being a visual practitioner, literally onto the streets of Mahatma Gandhi Road on a day-to-day basis. As a curator of Rangoli Metro for two years, I had to arrive at a fine balance between being a practitioner of visual arts and curating in the public domain. The themes of urbanism and ecological issues was a matter of sensitizing visual arts and public towards each other. It was like creating a platform where cultural specialists and the public meet. I dug out the city archives from different government and private institutions and curated it for the public view. I tried to find various methods of drawing the public attention, but with a tinge of excitement attached to it as well. The social context of my time, I have been witness to, is a curious case of historic study. The social turmoil, the rift between the right and left, calls for a new world order at a time when humans are affected by existential angst and dataism, which is an explosion of information of the social media. As an artist, I want to respond to the world around me, by all means, yet the privilege of being a private person should not be ruptured. I often furious about my artist friends elsewhere, wherein art is not permitted due to Emergency socio-political conditions. Ethical stance makes or breaks the artist. The rest is a mere artistic execution. It's my wish to be an intense artist and artist in tune with my time. Being an artist during the COVID times has basically affected the very being and selfhood in an unpredictable way. I started observing nature for inspiration and videoed documented the clouds, birds and ants activities during these surreal times. I had lost my mother last year and to overcome that void and grief, it became a ritual every morning to observe these relentless, hardworking little creatures trying to find meaning in surviving. COVID has served breathless, not only to our respiratory system, but other systems of economy, politics, thinking, and even just being and existence. I have made text-based journal to document this unusual surreal time based on the one-line text collected from the newspaper to intervene into this situation. At the core of this series of mine is a quest for the Catch-22 situation we are in. Often, it's a choice of making a living or Just being alive. I would like to read out a few lines from the text from my current ongoing text work of COVID time and conclude my talk. Today is better than yesterday. No answer. Timing was wrong. Green zones, blue zones, red zones. The simple mask, without mask, with mask. Running out of beds, hunting for beds. Maskless workers, maskless walkers. But I could not even take a bath for more than a week. My food would be prepared and kept on the staircase. I had to pick it up. Eat and dispose of the plates, ensuring zero contact. Many people are turning to poetry during lockdown for a peace of mind. Many people are turning to poetry during lockdown for a peace of mind. Free to return home. All they are looking for is the warmth of the house. Come rain or shine, they just want to get home. Workers struggling to get home. Homesick workers walk on. Workers start walking. Workers survive on Water and cycle away non-stop to reach home. Sixteen migrant laborers sleeping on railway tracks were crushed by train. Workers lost jobs. Families separated Her now looking forward to hug their loved ones. Walk to work or quit, workers told. Jobless and no way to go. Laborers stuck in two containers. Kin abandon migrant's body on roadside. Son shuts door on mother. Man escapes to meet daughter. Separation drives man to suicide. Cop kneels on man's neck for not wearing a mask. Monkeys run away with COVID-19 samples. Locals fear spread of infection. Untouch. People are scared of drinking tea at stalls. One man's desperation is another man's opportunity. Planes, trains and interstate transport shut. Liquor shops to reopen. A new way of life begins at last. Today is better than yesterday. Today is better than yesterday? Yes, it's not the end of the world. Hi, this is sureika and you are listening to MASH Podcast.